time for us to just check in. We always talk about the kids. Well, kids eventually become adults, and that's what the Stollery is there for, to try and help ensure those kids get into adulthood and are nice and healthy. One of those adults we're going to talk with today is Emma, uh, who has a long history with the Stollery Children's Hospital. Emma, good morning. How are you? morning. I'm pretty good. How about you guys? I think we're doing pretty good. We feel like we're doing good work and we're hearing some fascinating stories, uh, to put it mildly. Yours has an awful lot of layers to it. Uh, uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with you or do you want to start with a, uh, a little sister? Because the two of you are connected in, in a different way. I'll start with my sister. So my sister was born in 2007 and three days later uh, she passed away. Um, we didn't really know why. We were waiting for test results to come back. And about six months later, I became really sick on Christmas. So we, we came into Leduc, um and we were like, we don't know what to do. And they also didn't know what to do. So they ran me to the salary. And they were like, oh, well, you have MCAD. And we were like, what is that? And they're like, well, your sister also passed away from it. So it is also known as medium chain acylcholate dehydrogenase deficiency, which is where I can't metabolize fat. So I cannot turn my carbs and anything into energy. So I have to eat every two and a half hours. I am on overnight feeds because I cannot fast and um, I have to be very careful on my my glucose levels because if I don't then I can go into um, a coma. Wow okay so that sounds pretty that sounds pretty serious. Emma what was that like to find out that you had been diagnosed with the same thing that your sister had passed away from? It was really hard. Um, I was almost five at the time so it was I couldn't understand it. Um, I know I was very frustrated but the doctors and nurses were amazing on helping me understand what it was and um, why I had to be in the hospital and also why I couldn't be like any other kid. And it just made me feel a lot better. Uh, wow, that's just, to, to, to deal with that at five years of age and recognize where that was and, and then the journey that you've been on since then, because, it, you know, it's been a long journey, hasn't it? What, what happened after your diagnosis? And, you know, tell me about the path you've been down on since then. So we thought everything was okay. We got that under control until a few years later when I was 10. Um, in 2012, I was diagnosed with complex one mitochondrial disease, which is a muscle degenerative uh, disorder. And um, over time, my muscles will deteriorate. And when we found that out, we found out that MCAD and complex one can not be treated the same way as they have two different treatments and have to actually um, treat my MCAD because it's very threatening. So I am just on medications for complex one at the moment. So I am in a walker and wheelchair. Uh, I understand, uh, according to what I was told, that you're the only person in the world so lucky to have come up with both diseases. Is that true? Wow. Yes, it is. Wow. And they're pretty much opposite to each other. They are. 
Are, are both of these conditions, Emma, quite rare? I mean, you and your sister both had the MCAD, but are, I mean, are there a lot of uh, kids that are coming in with something like this that are going through the stollery? Uh, yes, it is quite rare. Um, not lots of kids have it, but they are being shown more. It is now on the newborn screening where when I was born, it wasn't. So um, now a lot of parents um, will know if their child will have it within the next 24 hours. Uh, you're 20 years old now, uh, correct? What? Uh, do you... um, I'm 19. I'm 19. almost 20, yeah, though. You'll be 20. Okay. Uh, do you yeah. still have a connection with the stollery? Uh, you, you know, you're you're not a kid anymore. So, but do you still get to have a connection with that hospital that was such a huge part of your life for so long? I do. I think I'll always have a connection there. Um, I still see my metabolic specialist. They take care of the pediatrics and the adult care. Um, but you know. The salary is a big part of my life, and they have actually inspired me to go to school to become a child life specialist because they helped me through so much over the years. And all I want to do is give back to those kids that are going through the same thing. And I know what it feels like to be in the hospital bed or to go through the procedures. So I want to become a child life specialist to stay connected to the salary and help those kids in need. Wow, Emma, and I and I think that area that you're describing, a child life specialist, is something that doesn't get enough attention, but they play a really important role in providing peace of mind for the family and the siblings especially. So can you shed a little bit of light on what a child life specialist does? Yes, so a child life specialist is a um, person who helps the child who is the patient um, understand their diagnosis and helps them cope with them and also they have pet therapy they have musical music therapy they also um, will come by your bedside and show you on a doll um, this is what's going to happen and it won't hurt and then they'll have um, like for example with IVs kids hate needles and they show them well it's just a poke and then there's a straw that goes in there afterwards and they can they have all these little playthings that they can play with and then they know what it's going to look like and what it's going to feel like so they're not scared really helping to explain the procedure to a child in a way that a child can understand so that they know what it is that they're there for and they're sort of part of the treatment process yeah well, it is absolutely incredible how far you've come. The fact that you are now going to be part of the fabric of the Stollery as a child life specialist. Emma, thank you so much for making the time for us this morning, for sharing your story of, of you and what your family has been through. And we just wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.